Welcome to episode number 109, Hello Bass Fishing Podcast, and we're talking all things hollow body frogs. It's the only frogs episode. Hanging out with good buddy Debo's Fishing. We break down line, reel, hacks, rods, the whole setup, hollow body frogs, hook sets, the whole nine yards. If you ever had reservations about frog fishing, weren't quite what to do, how to do it, how to set it up, this episode's for you. Enjoy it. This week, the Hell of Ass Bass Fishing Podcast is brought to you by Arsenal Fishing. Arsenal Fishing offers premium custom-made performance apparel and tackle. Arsenal delivers a wide variety of custom-designed baits, accessories, and tools, along with unique utilitarian apparel for all outdoor enthusiasts. As part of their support, you can use code HELLABASS15 to save 15% on all purchases at arsenalfishing.com to support the show. Now let's get back to helping you catch more bass and suck less. All right, here we are, Wednesday night live, and for the first time, supposedly, according to StreamYard, in 1080p. Ooh. So we've got a new partner coming on for the channel, which I thought we were going to show off tonight. I actually will probably do it on the member stream later tonight. So those members that want to come and join uh, after we go for about 90 minutes, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll spill the beans there, but... Next week, we'll unveil it. Nobody's doing giveaways next week. And uh, just, I guess, looking ahead here, uh, Justin Lucas next week, May 18th. And uh, he can only stick around for an hour, so we'll, we'll do that after he's done, and that should be a good stream. But tonight, we got the man about frogs joining us, Debo. Basically as good as Justin Lucas. He and I uh, fished against each other in tournaments, and I'm, we were neck and neck, man. I mean, it's so close. I mean, <laughs> we're talking a northern Iowa bank tournament yeah i would i wouldn't be scared to take that especially uh especially if we're slinging some frogs we were we were just talking about frogs i know this stream's going to be froggy um and i love it i love anything and everything frogs and actually i could even show and tell some frogs because i just I got my frog box here i don't have i don't think i have my frog box but i'll give a, a sneak peek to some new stuff what's up scott Michael, you're not really late, Nolan. Like we just started about 90 seconds ago, so you're you're right on time. What's up, uh, Doug, Daniel, oh, a lot of OGs, a lot of familiar faces. Darius, what do you know about frogs? All you do is smallmouth fish. Um, <laughs> all right, they're saying it looks sharp. So yeah, so uh, crisp, good. crisp. Hmm. All right. To help. So, yeah, we're definitely going to dive into that. I want to make sure I thank Arsenal Fishing for supporting the stream as well before we forget. And uh, I guess anything we see on the channel, we'll probably put links in the description. I don't know what Aldebo is going to show tonight, but I'll, I'll try to follow up and we'll put some links down to Omnia. And if we can't find an Omnia, I'll make Debo give me a link to Tackle Warehouse from his link and we'll, we'll put it down there. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we're going to cover all things frogs, uh, boat, bank. Hollow body, where, how to, line, rod, reel, hook sets, all those things um, for sure tonight. So any questions you got on frogs? I know there was a few people commenting they were excited about this because, like, frogs aren't a confidence thing for them or they mm. they struggle. And you're going to be ready after tonight. 90 minutes of straight HD frogging. <clears throat> straight HD frogging. 
And I believe, if I'm not correct or not incorrect, is that uh, I think everybody knows that frogging is the area of passion for Debo as well. My favorite. If I could do anything all day, every day, and catch fish, it'd be throwing a frog all day or day. I think me too. Like, obviously, as a tournament angler, I can't throw a frog, but like when we go to Bass in Heaven, if all we can do is frog, that'll be okay. Yeah. Mm, Michael Bradley. Yeah, I did see that, your that is uh, a good you, point. Uh, your link to that, and I spent uh, I spent more money than I should have, Mister Rich. Thank you. Am I helping or am I hurting? I don't know. Like it's. it's... I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I've wanted to try more. Gramps. Gramps has uh, pounded into my head that they are that much better, and I know everybody says they're that much better. So I finally I Gramps... stocked up on a few. I thought Gramps was a big uh, Thunder Cricket guy. I think he just got a ton of those on sale, but I think he loves the jackhammer and saves them for like tournament stuff. I will drop a link in the chat here to the uh, eleven ninety nine jackhammers for those that are so inclined. I was hoping um, your code was going to work on top of it too. That they are, Lamy has gotten a little smarter. They don't let the stingy. codes stack on discount stingy. things anymore. <laughs> so. There is that. Hey, I'll take eleven ninety nine jackhammers. That's a little bit a little bit better to swallow losing one of those, as opposed to what seventeen, sixteen, whatever. I don't know if we can have you sit here and watch this, Darius. We might ask you to leave. <laughs> oh no, this will be perfect. This will get them all amped up. And this is like when you sit and listen to a motivational speaker and you get out and you're like, yeah, you know what? I'm actually going to be president. I hope that was a typo. Or maybe it wasn't Gary. I don't know what you're trying to tell me. <laughs> All right. So we, uh, I think we had a few minutes for everybody to get in. Uh, I do have this Omnia box, which we can, we'll probably save this for the members thing later, I guess. Maybe. Maybe we'll open it. Depends how far we go. So I'm going to mainly focus on hollow body frogs. We can maybe touch on toads, but I didn't really bring my toad box or setup. We can talk about toads, but we're, I think we're going to focus on hollow body frogs. Hollow bellies. Where do you think we should start? Should we start on the hook end or the rod end? What, what do you think is the more imp- important? I think to some degree, rod and reel setup is almost more important than the frog itself. I think line almost is the most important. Sure. Rod, I don't think is that important. Uh, I mean, like to a certain point. Well, but yeah. it's not like some of those where it's like you'll notice a huge difference if you use this versus this. Well, I think there's like a minimum as as, like, threshold price. of rods, right? Like, if you try to throw, like, a medium-light spinning rod. Well, then... yeah, yeah. I guess I'm talking, like, price point type stuff. Right. Not, Absolutely. Not type of rod. I guess I should say, like, I don't know how I would. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, what's Army Outdoors? Thanks for joining. That's awesome. What's up, Ralph? Welcome to the team. Uh, we do have a, where's, like, a little something fun for new members here. One of us. One of us. Oh, Welcome no. to the team. Yes. All right. Uh, so let's let's. I think let's start with the rod and reel, then go through the line, and then uh, go on down. So for me, I guess to me, like minimum seven foot is like a pretty good threshold. Can you do it with less? But if you have a seven to seven six, seven three, seven four, like you're going to be a lot more successful, land a lot more fish, have a lot more success with the minimum seven foot rod. You can do it with less. But I, I, would, you, would you agree? 
Yeah, I like like a seven two or seven three is my favorite. I know there's some guys that are saying they like a little bit shorter, even under seven foot for like skipping and stuff, but yeah. And for me, I actually do I have two setups. Uh two frog two main frogging setups. And sorry if you guys hear copper in the background, he doesn't do all well with storms and we got a little weather coming through, so he's he's a you can hear him in the background, but he'll be okay. Uh and and I do I have a, what I call a tactical frogging setup, oh. which is like my seven three. So that's what I'm like fishing tight to banks, skipping docks, skipping trees, trying to hit small weed clumps, or being real, you know, put in little pockets of cattails, or you know, being precise. What I call tactical. And then I've got my seven nine rod, and I used to use an eight footer, wow. um, but that's like flats, like <laughs> wild rice, uh, big duckweed mats, huge pad fields where you're just like letting it fly and then just like you know twitching it for 50 yards through some slop or something like that um so the advantage there is that extra rod i can cast further and then if i do get hit on the end of the cast i've got more leverage and more length to pick up that line um so i'm going to show my rods here now i do like frogs so i splurge a bit on my gear but i don't feel like you need like debo said you don't the the cost or the sensitivity of the rod is not that important. So while I am about to show you my tactical rod, which is this uh, Dobbins XP 735C, go ahead, um, and it's a $250, $260 rod, you don't need that. But because I do it a lot, I enjoy it. I kind of splurge a little bit. But you can absolutely use this same rod, 735, in like a Fury for like 120 bucks, or you can get it for about 100 with a, with a discount code at Omnia, I'm not sure if they make like a Colt. I think the Maverick is coming out in a 735 for 99 bucks, right? The strikes are very visual, so sensitivity is not a thing. So as long as the rod is balanced and light enough that you can throw it without being fatigued, so there is some merit to a nicer rod if you're a tournament fisherman or you're going to fish for 12, 13 hours a day and throw a frog all day on the river. A really big, heavy, unbalanced rod will wear you out. I think balance is probably more important than. Sorry about my weather alert there. Balance is probably more important than the actual weight of the rod. So this is a seven three, uh, medium, medium heavy, extra fast action, um, full handle. I like the full handle for heavy applications like this. Actually, the last two seasons I was using a Sierra model, which also worked well. I'm just going to move that over to a slightly different application. Still have that rod. But any of the 735s, in my opinion, on the Dobbins are very good tactical frog rods. There are a lot of guys that like the 736 XP frog rod. That thing is an absolute meat stick. It's still got a little bit of tip. You can skip with it. I do like for a tactical rod. I like the tip on this more for skipping and being more precise. The 736 is pretty good. I just like this a little more. It's a personal preference thing. Um, so that's, that's my tactical rod. Not going to get blown away. Are you? I'm in the basement. So I think we're okay. good. My wife's checking on me from Florida. Um, but so that's my tactical rod. And then, so I guess maybe we talk about your rod next. Um, yeah, I didn't have a tactical, but I'll go first with a budget rod. I use the, uh, the SLX heavy, a couple years back, I had the $80 Abu, awesome frog rod. I forget, is that the Vendetta or Vengeance? Mm -hmm. I forget which one it is. It's the black and red one, 80 bucks. 
awesome frog rod. This was the loose one I used uh, a couple years ago. This is just the regular speed stick. I think again, eighty dollar rod, seven foot four, rated up to an ounce and a half lures. If that'll focus, probably not. Um, but you know, you don't have to go super crazy. That's just the uh, the Revo X. This one I did bend the handle on, so this is from the um, uh, ALX Revo. Mm-hmm. You know, basically one hundred and eighty dollar frog combo right there, and we're completely fine. Awesome little setup. So yeah. And 65-pound braid, this is not what I was throwing on it. This was, <laughs> yeah. Like, this isn't a casting test, but always 65-pound braid for me. Like, I've had that debate with people. Like, you can go lower. Oh, you can get a little bit better casting out of 50, or you can – but I'm like, the difference between 50 and 65 just isn't enough for me to risk it. I broke 40-pound braid on frogs. I just – I'd rather go 65. Yeah. I, more times than not um... – And I forget who it was. Um, I don't think it was Rojas, but there was somebody else that used like 80. I want to say maybe ish. Yeah. Um, but they're like, you know, fishing the, you know, the the Cali gross reed stuff or, you know, the stuff in Florida where it's like, you know, you can go up to that much. But like here in Iowa, you know, Midwest, I think 65 all around is great. Yeah. I think 80 is fine as long as you, but the 80 to me, a lot of times, depending on the braid will affect your castability a little bit. Um, I've never broken 65, but if you can cast it, there's no really downside to going 80 either. Like, it's not like the fish are line side when they eat a frog. Um, as far as reels, like, again, I've also splurged here and went with the Dial Coast, Dial Coastal SV, mainly because it looks super sweet on this XP rod. And it's a little <laughs> bit, it's got the coastal's got a little bigger handle and it's got a little better, like, it's a little beefier because it's meant for like inshore. So it, it, it's, it's kind of heavy duty for frogging, which I like a lot. Um, and so it's just a little beefier setup. But do you need to spend $260 on a frog reel? No, you know, like SLX XT, somewhere in that range. You know, I think the most important thing is get something seven to one, eight to one in that range that you can pick up line quick and have a decent sized spool. You don't want to do like a 70 sized, right? You want oh, like that's a, a really good point. Uh, yeah, that's a very good point to bring up. I would say in that range, a 200, somewhere yeah. in there is probably best for real size and then seven to one, eight to one gear ratio, you know, whatever you fit your, but you can easily get a really good frog setup for like two to two fifty combo out the door. Absolutely. And you can do it for less, yeah. but um, 200 bucks. Like, there's no reason to go above 200. Like if you're looking for a good, that'll get you everything. And, and a minimum, only thing I'd add to that is an aluminum framed reel. We were talking yep. about when you're talking through reels, at least an aluminum frame. And then like the dial you have there, I believe the coastal has, the uh, aluminum side plate too. Yep. And there's a lot of guys that are huge on, you know, jig, Texas rig, frog. It has to have an aluminum side plate, handle side plate and frame. And they do last longer. I mean, they're super solid that way. Brass gears are not a bad thing. If you can and find a reel with brass gears, that, that'll make the reel hold up a little bit longer. Um... Yeah, I haven't done enough on that. I've never stripped out an actual gear, be it brass or aluminum. That would be yeah. interesting to see, though, me personally. If they're good but... gears, they're good gears, but brass gives you a little more insurance, I think. Um, yeah, that's what I've heard. So, six, yeah, 50, 65-pound braid, whatever you like. Uh, for me, I'm not super picky. The Sunline braid, the Daiwa J braid, the Smackdown, uh, there's a lot of good braids. Power Pro, I'm not super, like, snobby on my, my braid. Nick brought up a good question, Nick Rodriguez. Nick, no, absolutely not. I use the Daiwa Tatula 200 which look for that on sale. I think I got mine for 
I think they they were 160, right? And then I think they just upped them a little bit. But I mean, you can find those on sale for 140, 200 size reel. They are sick reels. I used a six speed, and then that Revo I was using was a six speed. Some yeah, people I try mean, to tell you you're wrong, but I mean, you know, it depends. Like if you're out fun fishing, is it? I mean, the the, the big advantage of a high speed reel. Let's talk about why you'd want a higher speed reel. Is one six, six. is when you're casting, right? And you're at the like when you're at the end of your retrieve right and you want to like finish it in like maybe it's not you're not frogging the whole area you can get it in and get back out so and then when a fish like like takes it and like surges you can catch up to him quick but honestly the lower gear ratios gear ratio is going to give you more leverage <laughs> when you're trying to like horse them um and honestly so a lot of my mentality is tournament fishing so like if the seven to one or eight to one gets me 10 more casts per day in a tournament that matters if you're fun fishing, does 10 more casts a day really worth an extra 50 bucks or changing a reel out that you already have? Probably not. I mean, so that, that's that's where, I mean, if you're starting over, but yeah. I mean, would a five to one reel probably be painful, but like anything like six, three, six, five, six, eight will work. Um, but if I'm buying something new for frogging, you know, I want to get some, I'm going to go seven to one or eight to one, probably somewhere in there. So Bailey checking in. So, dude, uh, so let's see. Let me uh, kind of rant in there on things. I didn't really, uh, he only sounds big. I mean, he's like 70 pounds. Um, yeah, SmackDown's good stuff. Tom says he's kicking frogs up from shore. I got a few questions start here when we get into There's a lot of bait questions that we'll get into here in a second. Um, yeah, 736 is a great frog rod. For those that scooped up the Boom Boom frog rod for 139, that was a heck of a deal if you guys were able to score one of those. I think they're all gone now. Um, just quick touching on my other, uh, my what I call my distance frog and rod, that, silly enough, is a Champion Extreme 746. <laughs> it's a little bit longer rod, um, but, and I've used my 795 before. I've used an 805. But it's just a little bit longer. This has got an eight to one excess on excess sense. What do they call them? I don't know. It's something I bought off eBay a while ago. It's kind of a ridiculously expensive reel, but I don't know. You don't need to spend this much. You could get a seven, you know, like you could get a Fury, whatever, seven sixty six or seven fifty five if you wanted more of a distance, like true, like meat stick frog and rod. You wouldn't need to jump up, and you, I'm sure you could find something in an SLX or a Veritas or something in that range that's like a you know, a seven, six, seven, nine type rod and do the same kind of thing, but another similar setup, but that's the two setups that I use. Looks like Gramps just checked in to get some learning done. Have you caught but a frog fish this year, Gramps? I haven't been paying attention. I don't think you did. I think Jeremy caught some. He didn't. The champs here, the, the nation co-angler champ, Ray Cates is back and he just won the regional again. So he's headed back. So congrats to Go Ray. Ahead. Nice job. Uh, Jim says he got a good topwater pike today, not a frog, but a popper. Hmm. Dude, pike on frogs are hella fun. Until they just thread, shred your $11 bronze eye, then you're sad. Oh, yeah. You you can only catch a couple on them, but that's why you use the cheaper frogs for those. It's a good point. Life is short. Enjoy it. But 
kind of depends on budget. Like if it's if it's the difference between getting out and having fun with what you have now versus switching it up, that's. The, um, I just look at it as a workout. I can still get those extra ten casts in, Rich. I'm just gonna be having Popeye arms after I'm done. Or you just gotta stay another five minutes. <laughs> Um, and I would say like, you know, it may like up here in the North, you might be thinking, why are we talking about frogs already? Well, one, there's several people here that are further South than we are that are probably right in the midst of like catching them on frogs are really heating up here. And honestly, I was out last night and the water temps were in the high fifties. So the frog bite essentially is starting now. Like, uh, it's going to be situational, but it won't be, but a few weeks and frogs will be wide open. It'll be starting soon. I usually plan on right before June for us. Seems like, yeah, when it when it's getting ready, getting ready to go. But uh, yeah, I mean, once they start to spawn, you start to get fish on frogs. Now, is it going to be the best time of the year? No, but um, it definitely is about when it starts. A lot of people like say they like the smackdown braid. Yeah, I was actually just seeing that too. I did not like. I took kind of some heat on that, but uh, the Mac. I think Max Quattro is what it was. Hmm. Power Crow Max Quattro. Um, I know they're two separate companies, but I know that's like a, a good good braid, but it just wasn't wasn't for frogging. I think it's more of a finesse deal anyway, but I learned the hard way. Yeah. So I would like to do snake are snakeheads, <clears throat> uh South Jersey fishermen. I think that was that that's Matthew, right? Um mm-hmm. how hard are they on like I know dogfish and pike destroy frogs up here. I want to know like do snakeheads disintegrate frogs like that? I'd be interested to know. I would think it would be even worse because their mouths are even smaller. Like they've got that rounder, flatter mouth as opposed to a pike that's, right. you know, as long as you avoid that one little edge. For sure. So I guess the only thing to talk about now is the frogs themselves. Frogs. Yes, so, Critical Gravy. Last year was my worst frog year I've had in a long time. And we're, we're basically sticking to hollow body frogs. And there's, I would say there's basically three style hollow body frogs, right? You've got your traditional walking style, right? Like the bronze eye is probably the most popular, the Spro 65. Um, you've got or a pad crasher. Yeah, or a pad crasher. There's strike. I mean, there's a ton, right? KVD sexy frog. You have your popping frogs which are not all that different, but they have a cupped mouth, so you can pop them a little bit. And then the other one that's a little less popular that is you kind of got these toad runner, right? These hollow body, but they have the kicker buzzing boot tail, like the Tekel or the Booyah toad runner. So I haven't had a ton of luck with these, but they are an option. They're kind of a hybrid. And what they're doing is they're mixing... The hollow buddy with the buzz toad. And now they got this, what, the spro flapping frog. And so there, there's a lot of like hybrids out there, but you typically have those are your main styles. I think for the most part tonight, we'll probably talk about walking and popping. Not flapping? I mean, we can talk. I, I had a flapping frog, but I haven't got out to use it. They came out so late last year, I didn't get to use it. You, did you get yeah. to use it at all? No, that was actually my unboxing. My unboxing all Spro stuff uh, coming up. I conglomerated all my Spro things that I had and did a, a theme. But yeah, that's that's one I want to try for next year. I think we'll see. Our buddy Tin Horse Monty Gabe was able to catch a few fish on them. He he mm. uh, kind of said they were good. Um, 
welcome dax awesome glad you could join hopefully you can stick around for the members only after party stream tonight i guess we should probably give dax the the fair treatment here and make sure he gets to be initiated uh as well the uh so we're I guess, Debo, are you more of a poppin' or more of a walkin'? When it, like, day in and day out? Um... I am generally more of a... and I like I like the pointy nose, so I don't, I don't necessarily think I'm above as poppin' and walkin', but, like, pointy versus cupped. Sure, I, th- yep. I think, for you know, for beginners, because, like, that pointy when you're in stuff, and this is obviously not the regular pointy, but, you know, the sprinker, but yep. that type that have just this, I guess I could grab... Um, for me, because you can take those walking ones, and when you get really used to walk on one of those, um, you can really make it pop. Like you can aggressively walk it and make it do that pop for you. So if I only had one, it'd be a black walking frog. Oh, there's the launch one I was looking for. Yeah, that's is that the launch frog? Yeah, yeah. For me, most of the time too, it's the the pointy or the walking nose or the the, the walking frog. I just I I don't know. I have more confidence in it. There are times where I will fish a popping frog, but if if the cover is heavy, if there's a lot of duckweed, if there's a lot of vegetation, and I'm like coming through mats, I definitely like the pointy nose or the walking frog most of the time. The few times that I will go with a popping frog is if I'm really working at defined edge, or if I'm like sometimes like around docks or bushes or trees where I want to like sit in place. But there are a lot of times I still like the walking frog, even in that situation. So day in and day out, I'm going to go walking frog unless I feel like it's not getting the bites. I think it should, or they're swiping at it. Then I might play with like the style or change the color um, in that situation. Yeah. Are there any times that you like to use a, uh, Popping um, frog or... I, I definitely reach for a popping frog. Like if there's a ripple on the water, um, I feel like I have a better, and you know, that's usually not like the, uh, the defined frog time, right? When there's some sort of ripple, you can go to, uh, you know, a buzz bait or any of these other things. But if I'm like working like mats, like not cheesy stuff, anywhere I've got like a little bit of open water and there's just a little bit of ripple, I do like that for more commotion. Like I think back to the, um, which it's ridiculously expensive and stupid and I didn't want to like it, but I really did, which was the, uh, the mega bass, uh, big gabo, big dude, it had just such a good walk to it. I had a ton of confidence in that frog and that, uh, that fell victim to a snapping turtle, but yeah, I like that frog a lot. Stupid expensive. I probably won't buy any more, but I mean, the river to see uh bully Watu is probably my favorite all around the bigger size. I didn't like the smaller one. But I've never liked a lot. done the big bow. Um, my buddy Bill across the street loves them. He's got a bunch of them. I know other people do. Um, but for me, I guess color-wise, I keep it pretty simple, right? Like, I like this natural red, brown color. I like some kind of black. When I can find them, I like a black and blue. I don't know why it's just like a confidence thing. I don't know that it really matters. I don't know if that's any more important than a straight black. And then typically, you know, some kind of white. That's basically all you need. You can play around with the the natural, right? But even most of the natural frogs have a white belly. So I don't know that it really matters much um, for that. Um, the ones that I use, I mean, I got in my box, I guess, if we, I was going to try to like 
get the bait cam fired up here. Barbed cam. Why don't you talk to you so I can work on getting this cam set up? Yeah, I mean, for me, 90% <laughs> of the time, I'm throwing an all-black frog. Like, it's by far my favorite, most confident. And I'm just talking about the bottom. Like, if it's got some yellow or whatever on the top, they're probably not going to get a real good look at that unless you're kind of walking it. Or I call it, like, blooping it. I don't know what the real term is, but there's, like, some guys that will do the real quick bloop, 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 yeah. where it goes under a little bit. And maybe that'll make a difference. Maybe they see it. I don't know. I know Randy likes to fish a frog like that a little bit more, but... Um, otherwise, like if we're talking just Spro, my favorite's the Freak from Spro. Black with like that yellow texture on the bottom. I do like when they have like a little bit of something to break up, you know, because, you know, it's a fish isn't just like all straight, usually one color on the bottom. So I do like that. But that's the new, um, what is it? The Bronze Eye Blade 65. So y'all see that tomorrow. It's got like the couple of the blades here. And I'll kind of give my take on it why I thought, eh, this might be kind of fun. We'll see. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You can get a live look into the Hellabass. Oh. Ooh, best box out there. The frog box. So you can see, like, I'm not lying that there's basically only a few colors in here. Um, it's you probably can't hear it, but like, it's bothering me that I can hear the sound on this. <laughs> But it's basically like you've got these old Evolve frogs, which they don't make anymore, which I like a lot. Hmm. Um, those. Evolve Nervous Walker. It's not way different than a Coppers or a Live Target. but it's, I say it looks like a Live Target. They're With super the soft. They got really nice hooks in them. I wish they still made them. They're a really good hmm. mat frog. They're okay at walking, but they're really good when I'm fishing like heavy duckweed mats. I do got a, let's see here, a Snag Proof Perfect Frog. Don't use these a ton, but they're good frogs. I don't know. They I don't necessarily make too, it yeah. into my lineup. New ones. Ton, but I know Bobby's they're perfect they're, or whatever. Yeah. I have a fair amount of Terminators. I've heard these have changed. So this is a one rare like bluegill color. This is not this doesn't follow my pattern, but I do have a few bluegill frogs. Um and then like I said, we did we talked about I do have the bronze eyes. You'll see those in there. I, I need to restock some bronze eyes. I do have quite a good stash of these old True Tungs and Mad Max frogs. They're discontinued. Hmm. They're not all that different than the Spro. They're a little softer. Um, I don't know. They're, they're a good frog. They're, they go for pretty good money on eBay. Uh, let's see. Whatever. I got a couple of those sprinkler frogs. I keep some Booyah Pack Crashers. I think these are really underrated, like for the money. Oh, yeah. If you're in dogfish pike infested waters like this one definitely got the, the teeth of a frog or a, a pike you can see that's what happened to this one too <laughs> but you feel a lot worse less when there's six or seven bucks down the range than you know 10 or 11 or 12 dollars for a spro or a mega bass or whatever yeah i've definitely caught the most fish on the, the pad crasher for that reason like i mean remember back at walmart you used to be able to get them i feel like like four dollars they used to sell yeah. them for this this is kind of a popular color right this like yellow bird hmm. or blackbird i don't throw a lot but there's some people that really like this color i like the black and yellow yeah i kind of yeah. tend to go black and yellow kind of got like the sexy shad one this is a true tungsten and then i do have in the popping frog i do tend to then go a little bit more bluegill sometimes because i feel like i'm keeping it stationary less moving this one's got some some teeth marks on it so this one so this one's game worn here um but yeah that, that's essentially there's 
I got some Spro pop or uh, Terminator popping frogs too. Somebody told me the Terminator frogs have changed the formula or the size, or they don't feel the same. I, I haven't tried any of the new ones, but man, I've had a handful of them, and all of them have had junk hooks. Hmm. I, I will say the weights seem to fall out super easy in them, which is disappointing. But that's a lot of frogs. I feel like. Yeah, that's kind of, and I heard that on these too. I don't remember if it was Gabe. Now that you say that. Um, but a lot of people said on these flapping, the sprill flapping, because it's this material is super, it's like an Elaztec. Sure. But people are saying the weight down here falls out super quick. So mend it or like liquid bandage over it a ton. But and so then here's a Vega frog. No, that's, I didn't like them as much as I thought I was going to. They walk, but I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really like the longer body style. I kind of like the short, like the fatter, but still with like good hooks. Cause I feel like. Right. There's not a ton of room there, and these don't move out of the way. But, I mean, I caught fish on it and then got broke off on a huge one, 50-pound 50, 50 grade. That's true. The, the 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 blackbird is definitely Iowa colors. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, no wonder. Black and gold. Now you're like, now I know why I like it so no, much. It's sublim it was subliminal, subliminal messaging. Garrett says the new Terminator hookup ratio is not as good. Um, hmm. Yeah, I think Gabe's yeah, glue them before you throw them. Mm. Yeah, I do. I think I remember 10 horse saying that. Yeah, I've heard that about the Guggen fries. I've never tried them. Yeah, I um, thought the same thing, Garrett. Randy actually liked them for pike better because they were a little bit stiffer. Shocker. And they were Guggen. Go Randy figure. Randy liked the Guggen stuff. Yeah, Randy liked Guggen. Who, who would have thought it? Yeah, I don't. I don't get into a lot of the like transporter frogs, and I know a lot of people like the. What's the frog that I sent you in that box? Uh, uh, Gavacho. Gavacho, yeah, Gavacho yeah. and the Kiara. I did like the Kiara. It was like a smaller profile. It was kind of a cool one. Yeah. Um, and another thing, like if you're struggling with frog fishing, not this one because this one I was kind of making fun of. I hate these stupid lunker hunt ones with like the little. <laughs> dangle legs on the back i think they're dumb as heck um but you can pop these out and just put like a spinnerbait skirt in the back of it but what i was going to say is i saw jacob wheeler do it on an mlf a long time ago um he took a white one and cut the legs off so there was essentially nothing there and was using it like you would like a popper or a walking bait um to mimic shad up in those he was fishing like the real brushy stuff like it wasn't even grass but just so he wasn't getting snagged um, and that's a good way too. Like if you're getting short strikes, just cut them, cut your legs super, super short. Try to mimic bait fish. All right. So let's, I got a few questions to run through here. Uh, favorite frog that you can still buy at a store. Probably right now is the Spro 65. The one that like in a tournament, like, yeah. especially like I just put some in the boat in case they decide to like go over like a, early or late pre-spawn priest like like i put some of these make sure i got them for my tournament this weekend um what's your would you say the what's your number one yeah i would say the spro or the booyah like as far as cost yeah. i think it's the number yeah. one but yeah spro's like and even with booyah i don't know that i've ever had a booyah definitely not a spro with like out sharp hooks like they've always got good hooks the bodies are always good like it's just but there's nothing special about it you know that's the funny thing about the spro is like there's nothing like cool or gimmicky or like awesome. And they're not like the most like waterproof, you know, they do take on water. So after, you know, a few casts, you know, you got to squeeze them out. But like, as far as just being overall good, they're a good frog. And Spro comes with good hooks for sure. Yeah. Uh, very good hooks, yeah. Uh, 
So my top three that I use, the Spro, the Mad Max, and the Evolved Nervous Walker, <laughs> and then probably the the Terminator is the fourth. So the Terminator and the Spro are the ones I use the most uh, that are active and you can buy easily. And I guess the other one would probably be the, the Booyah of active frogs. Yeah, I'd say the Spro, the the Bully Wah. I just don't have very many of those. I think I only bought two. Um, but I really like those Bully Wahs a lot. And then probably my third, it doesn't, I don't know if you said we're talking about these or not, but the Sprinker, man. I wrote it off as a gimmick for a long, long time, but I love this thing. It's like a weedless Whopper Popper. So. so Daniel says, I heard if you hear frogs, you should fish frogs. Any truth to that? I've heard that too. Yeah. Somebody else. That's why I was saying. I've, I heard the frogs out. Somebody was just saying that. Um, yeah. If you can hear them, you should throw it, but I don't know about that. I, I don't think it's a bad thing. Uh, definitely consider it. I would say to me, a lot of times it's more about like the bluegill activity in the area. A lot of times if you hear those bluegills sucking and popping the insects mm -hmm. off pads or weed clumps or anything like that, that's probably more of a deal for me uh, than the frogs, but frog sounds and, there are definitely times when the frog migrations happen that the frog bite heats up. Um, I'd say it's more of a water temp thing. I mean, once the frogs are out, they're kind of out. You know, it's not like they're going to go back into hiding, you know. I don't know. Yeah. And like I said, most of the time when you're getting a frog bite, it's probably not the bass actually thinking it's a frog. They're just being right. opportunistic at a, a, a easy meal. 7-3 or 7-6. I think I kind of, like 7-3 for me is my tactical. 7-6 is like my distance frogging rod. They're both good. If you only can have one, you kind of under, understand what you do more. And 7-3 is a little nicer if you're fishing it all day. And depending on how heavy or balanced your rod is, it can be a little less fatiguing to fish a 7-3 all day. Um, or if you fish from shore or a kayak or a small boat, 7-3 may just fit better or be a better fit. Um, but there are times where seven, six is nice. So it's really personal preference. And, you know, if you're a super frogger, then get both. <laughs> yeah. Super frogger. Uh, I think we touched on this, Nolan. We both kind of lean walking frog, but we'll use popping frog situationally. All right. Uh, I did not fish the St. Jude Bass Classic, but next year is a 25 year anniversary. I should have my boat will be here. And I think I'm going to make uh, it a priority to fish it because I think, especially with this community and the channel growing, I think we can do some good things for St. Jude's and uh, raise some good funds. And that, that's probably the biggest thing. Obviously, it'd be nice to go down there and do well in the tournament. But I think, uh, you know, getting more eyeballs on that charity and that tournament, like Matt Pangrak and, and some of that stuff, it all, all the more the merrier. And I think that's a great cause. So I think that'll be a priority next year. Um, I have never used the King Daddy Frog. Have you, Debo? Um, I don't think I have that one. I did pick up the who is it? Zoom, the Zoom Big Frog. I didn't throw it. I got one. It was interesting size, um, but I didn't throw it. Whatever the Zoom one is, Big Zoom, Big Zoom Daddy. I don't even know where my frog box is at. That's kind of a. I feel dirty just saying that. Got a bunch of random frogs lying around, but. Hold on, I think I've got a, a parts a parts frog box. Oh, 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 oh. 
Yeah, I kind of felt the same, Tom. I think you're on mute, Rich, or something's wrong with mine. Oop, yeah. You're back. Yeah, but I was trying to mute it a little bit when my dog. Would, oh, <laughs> just, like, yeah. Somebody was asking. Yeah, he's got. Uh, Rich has a storm there, so puppers is. Puppers yeah, he's, is not he's a little stressed, and there's not a lot I can do about it at this point. Um, this is the uh, this is the box of of misfit misfit frogs. This is just all the loose ones. <laughs> oh, for a popper, this is one that I did really like. The. Uh, uh, popping perch and i don't know why because i was going to cut the cut the deals off i felt they were too long and i had a couple really really good years with that in the bluegill it was like a yellow color or a uh, sunfish something like that i liked them uh, i don't know why these are in here those are good for your frogs let's see what was i going to show Oh, here's that one. Yeah, and this fell victim to a pike too. So that's that river to sea bully watu. Caught a ton of fish on that that year until where is it? Old Pike got it. One swipe. There's the Kiara that people were talking about. You can see how small that little dude is compact i didn't even cut the legs off of it i had a, a one really good day on it in the local pond small profile that's one thing if you're like if you're scared of frogs oh that's what i was doing was looking for this so if you're scared of frogs i feel like most people think this this is a frog that's that zoom one and that's that little kiara next to it so there's different sizes and stuff that you can get but yeah this is the big one i i got and it reminds me of that molex there's a molex supernator or something i picked up um it walks really well because it's so long but I haven't even thrown this one yet. I don't know why it has a, a, a red third leg hanging out the, the back deal there. But yeah. Devo, I'm going to have you carry the show for a few more minutes. I'm going to go try something. Okay. Let's see. I'm just going to keep reading comments as they're rolling through and then and answering stuff. Um, oh, I can scroll on this. I didn't know I could scroll on other people's stuff. Yeah, Strike King Popping Perch. I don't have the color in here. I lost all of them that year. That's been probably three years ago, four years ago maybe now. I destroyed on those, um, but it was like a yellowish color. Couldn't tell you what the color was exactly. Um, unhappy about the... <laughs> Waldo said, I'm happy I'm not the only one with backup frog boxes. Dude, you can never have enough frog boxes. Any hacks on hollow bodies to keep them from filling up with water? Um, somebody said, I think it was an old fluke master trick, I want to say, if I remember correctly. Um, so there's certain companies that have started doing this. I think 13 Fishing does this too. Yeah, here's 13 Fishing. As There's the trash panda, I think. But they've started putting like shrink tubing here. So you can actually buy um, separate frog hooks. In case you get some that are like messed up. I don't know. I thought I had some down here. Yeah. So you can actually buy separate frog hooks. You can get them without the weights on it. So like if you tear up a frog or if it's got bad hooks um, or if you just want to take it out, you can try doing shrink wrap on it like that. Or other people wrap like braid. I think somebody said Fluke Master did a video on that. I've never tried it. Um, but you can wrap braid on here and like super glue it or mend it to like help close up that hole. Um, or you can just squeeze it and make it. Make take a whiz. 
right. I think we've remedied the situation here. Nice. He's he's better now. Well, that's no fun, Gramps. That wasn't that wasn't an old. You didn't old yeller him, did you? No, we. He's right here. <laughs> oh. I thought the storm would pass and he would kind of settle and just be a few minutes, but I just realized he wasn't going to be able to settle down. Bring the puppers down. So he's down here now. Sorry if I've missed your comments. Got a little hectic there. Um, So if you had a really die question that you just need, just ask it again. Uh, Bill, eBay is the only place I know about Nanmax Gen 2 frogs, but maybe some of those places like Mike's Tackle World or, you know, some of those huge places that have old stuff, maybe, maybe they would have them. Um, does top color matter on a frog? I would say rarely. I think maybe in like clear water where you're fishing it, not around cover and like really slowly walking a frog, you know, like around like dock posts or things like that. Then I will go to more of a bluegill or shad colored. Um, I think somebody mentioned this frog there. This is the, the popping shad. I think when you're just sitting there really working in slow and clear water, sometimes the fish can get more of a side, Maybe not quite top, but they're going to see more of that. So I think there are instances, but for the most part, when you're fishing in duckweed or heavy mats, no, I think white, black, that's uh, that's about it. Um, oh, and these things were Garbo. I remember when I finally got one on sale. <coughs> the live, the, the live target sunfish. Yeah, or whatever like, it was. That, is, that is a cool deal. Finally got one. I'm like, these are the stupidest things ever. Hookup's horrible on them. Don't waste your money on those. <clears throat> I think that's all I got for fun, new, weird. Oh, speaking of frog fur, I completely agree with Mr. Bass. I was I've not a fan of, those... of the boom boom frog. I don't hate them, but I definitely don't love them. Yeah, I thought they were frog fur. I mean, the Velcro thing on the top is, yeah, I mean. Oh, funny. there's the frog. Like that's Funny enough, it was a, a lunker hunt that I cut the legs off and used that to mimic bait fish, and it worked awesome. That's one thing I like about the lunker hunt frogs, though, that it's got a real good soft. Sure. They've got a real good soft plastic, but I don't know why they do the stupid legs in back. So, and I would say the Stanford frog is okay. I don't feel like hookups are amazing on it, though. So the fact that it's like Boom Boom's frog surprises me that it's just not, I, I, I thought I would do better with it. Dude, it's not the same bad. Thing... It's just not exceptional, I guess. Yeah. I was expecting, like, Rumbanus is a stud frog fisherman. I don't know. Maybe he's got some extra soft ones from the factory that are good. But well, my thing too was like if you hit anything with it, like this stuff grabs everything, like any sort yeah. of moss or like, like it picks up those little weed weeds. Kind of yeah, stuff. just everything grabs onto it. Um yeah, for me, I usually start black most of the time. The only time I'll like if I know, like, like I said, if I'm really around sparse cover and like bluegill beds, sometimes I'll start with that natural red or that more bluegill color. Um, or sometimes in the fall in the river where I can tell they're really hot on shad, I'll start with white. Um, but if I'm ever getting it where the fish aren't committing and they're swiping at it, I will cycle colors for sure. Black. <laughs> uh, Same. Polymer or double polymer. I'll usually tie a polymer and then sometimes I'll do like a couple extra like overhand square knots on top of it just to make sure and sometimes i'll even put a dot of super glue on it but i, I don't think you need a loop knot or anything like that i um same for you just a regular straight knot i i use the double shindo yeah the same thing it's essentially a doubled over clinch knot yeah. that's what i use for all my fluorocarbon i use it on braid i've never had it slip or anything so yeah 
I do think it is a little easier to walk a regular size frog than it is a junior. Mm, yeah, definitely. That's the same way with your walking baits too. Like I learned on a, what, like a Zara spook puppy, which are way harder to walk than just like a regular spook. Uh, I don't know. The Jackal Grinch, is that, is that an elongated one? Kind of like a... Um, it's actually got like a paddle tail on it and it does like a plop. So it's not really a frog. It's like a longer bodied. It's like a soft body um, popper type thing. Sort of the tail doesn't move. The tail doesn't spin. It's like, a. Huh. um, what do they call it? A, I have not. I've never fished one. Randy did the Grinch. He is a Grinch. Maybe that's why he got it. Right, well, one thing we didn't a... talk about is hook sets. And I did have that on my list to talk about. So my, this is me. I think, I think a lot of anglers don't set the hook hard enough. I'll just be honest. I think when I go to set a frog hook, I'm looking to try to break the rod, the line and the reel. And I'm like, if you watch my videos when I'm frog fishing, maybe I'll even pull one up. Like I'm straight giving it to them. Like, there is no like leaning into them. There's no reeling. Like it's just like slack line hook set. I don't know. What do you think? Devo? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I've gotten to this bad habit of wearing from wearing my GoPro. I've kind of gotten to this bad habit of setting the hook at like 45 degrees to like, so my arms under my GoPro, right. whereas I used to always, you know, try to stand up on your tippy toes, you know, lean back. And I've broke so many dongles on my GoPro. Like just naturally I've, gone to this kind of 45 degree thing um and yeah i would say absolutely and then there's always the thing of like do you pause do you wait a couple seconds or not um and i've actually kind of got i was a big proponent of dude swing they're they're either gonna have it or they're not swing like i don't believe in the count a few seconds but what i've actually started doing more and i don't know if this is necessarily good um uh, but waiting until i either feel it or see my line move to know they have it because as soon as you feel it, I'm setting the hook. I know I get a good positive one because I've had multiple strikes where I don't pull the frog out of the strike zone. I just leave it. If I don't see my line moving, it'll just float back up and a couple twitches more and I get that fish. But, and I think you're saying the same thing that I did. As soon as you smack them as hard as you can, you're reeling to get them out of that because as soon as that fish buries down and stuff, especially bank fishing, I've lost a bunch of fish that way. So I don't know. I've tried both ways and I don't know that I'm sold one way or another. Yeah. So me, I, it's a visual thing for me. If I see that frog disappear, I'm reeling down and setting the hook. Like, um, and like once, once I hook them, it's like you said, it's keep the pressure on, keep them going. Like just, there's no, um, I was going to try to bring up a frog fish here. Yeah, like Brian said, which is why you want that aluminum frame. Yeah, that's one thing to think about is because in any system, something has to give. So if your line's not, you know, if your if your line's the weakest point, if your rod's the the weakest point, your reel. If you're using just a graphite reel, like chances are you're gonna, and it doesn't. I don't mean you're gonna blow the reel up, but if you just get those tolerances a little bit out with the graphite, you know, graphite side plate, graphite reel, that reel's never gonna work the same again. So aluminum will save you this is pretty yeah, cool so man, you're gonna you see this. the look you just see like we'll just like the blow up here like you that probably wasn't that probably wasn't even a great hook set i'm not gonna lie like no that that like, was still you, good yeah i mean so you, if you see like the 
Oh, it might be hard to see like where it is. You got, it's like you right got over up, here. You got up on your you got up on your left toe on it. Watch. But there it's it like, is. As see? soon as it went, like I wasn't I wasn't reeling on it when I saw that frog disappear. And it is, it's like it's a body. Like, you know, a lot of times when I'm setting a jig or other things, it's just the set. But with a frog, it's like the whole body, the twist, the sh- I mean, like giving it all. I probably should have boat swing it. I, 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 a little bit it's of a all there, in the like, hips. It's the what's, dude. I always, I always, uh, I always chuckle at that. What's the deal with like the ego thing of boat flipping fish? <laughs> I don't but, know. What is, like what is the deal with that? Only oh, we only boat flip here. Boat flips boys. We're not sissies. Like I don't, I don't get the, I don't get the whole only boat flips deal. Um, maybe I'm not a tournament you. guy. I don't know. I was kind of chuckle at that. Oh, that dude didn't even boat flip it. <laughs> See, why'd you have me on, Rich? I'm not a fun tournament guy. I'm a dork. You don't want me messing That's up okay. your live streams. Gotta get another frog set. Oh, this is not a good angle here, but this is what happens I'm... when your Go- when your GoPro stuck behind the windshield. Do you ever have that happen? <laughs> no, my my aluminum kayak doesn't have a windshield. <laughs> But like this will give you just a few more. Like what I'm talking about, like, like it's twist the body, hammer back, get them up on top, winch them, and just get them coming. There's no, there's no playing fish. There's no, and it's get them in the boat. Dang. Like, oh god, that makes me cringe seeing that. And then you fix your GoPro after that. <laughs> You're like, oh, let me straighten this. Yeah, yeah, look at that. So that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about like if you got good gear. Just swing as hard as you can. And if you break your rod, that wasn't the right rod for frogging. <laughs> Bateman in the house. What's up, Bateman? Baxter. But I wasn't really watching any comments. Um, yeah, there you go. Ripping lips. That's Yeah, when you're frog fishing, you should be trying to rip lips. This is a good question. What do you think the most important? I think it's a combination of the softness, the collapsible, and the quality hooks and the hook angle. Um, and I know Debo, you talked about how the bait like will. Yeah, man, I've had like I'm a big nobody talks about it. Maybe it's just a, a thing in my head, but yeah, the the ability for those hooks to right. turn out of the way because you know how many frog fish I've caught where the body's like this, right? And there's some frogs that I feel like are just way too stiff. Like the Toad Runner is one, the Booyah. Uh, Booyah sure. Toad Runner, which is like kind of the, you know, um, Booyah's version of the sprinker. Like it's such yeah, a that short, thing catches, fat, right? Yeah, it's such a like, short, can't. fat body. And it doesn't really like. Yeah. There's very little room there, so I don't know. Maybe it's just like a mental thing. I don't ever like hear the, like the. They never want to sit right with the hooks for me on the stupid frog either. Yeah, like they always I like want to get in the wrong spot. Um, so yeah, I think it's a combination. Like, there is no one thing. It's how the frog works in a whole system. Um. Yeah, I guess we didn't talk about frog length, but like a lot of frogs come like this. I do not length matter. That I'm gonna like take. I would say this is about as long as I'm gonna fish a frog, which is about maybe two and a half inch skirt. But these three, four, five inches, you get too many little fish that'll pull it down. Where I'd rather miss the skirt and it float there, like you said, twitch it again, then they'll come back and get another shot at it. So um, if you're missing fish and they're pulling it down, you're not getting the hook. Keep trimming the skirt. There are like. I will, this is a toe runner, but there are times that I will shorten my skirt to that if they're short striking it or not getting it correctly. Um, 
trying to think what else. Sycamore. Yeah, I don't understand why real frogs have to harass my frogs when I'm frog fishing. Dude, they're just they're stupid about it. <laughs> Rand, Randall and I joke about what they're trying to do, and it's they're, not nice things to my frog. It's certain times of the year they do it, I do, <laughs> and I don't think they're all the time. Bullfrogs are so territorial. Oh they're, yeah, they're, they just want it. And I think bullfrogs are can. trying to eat other frogs. <clears throat> I don't know. They're jerks. Yeah, Sikor, hopefully that video and the talk explained your question. Um, I haven't thrown the live targets, but I do like that, you know, this um, Evolve, which is not frogs, really different. Yeah. Yeah, one of those it's probably ones. the one live target. Look at that, dude. Like... It looks, they look almost exactly, this is a black one I've never even thrown, but see, that's what I was saying. The arms on the side made me think of the live target. Like, they look exactly. They're similar for sure. Very close. Speaking um, of looking exactly, I think um, I think Tekel and I actually just had one here. The uh, the Swamp Donkeys. I like the Swamp Donkey from oh. Reaction Innovations, but I don't know if they're made in the same thing or if one's a knockoff of the other or what. But like they look exactly the same. I mean these two? Yeah. Yes. Love Supposedly both. they come out of the same mold. I, I meant to do a oh, video okay. like comparing them. I just haven't got around to it yet. Huh? Yeah, because I looked them up and down. They look like the exact same thing. But I was yeah, gonna like weigh them and do all that kind of stuff. I just haven't got around to it. Um, but yeah, so I would say at least the OG ones I had, these were dynamic, awesome frogs. Love these frogs. These are great frogs. Not cheap, not easy to get, but they are they are fabulous frogs. Um, I feel like I've lost control of the chat tonight. Yeah. Um, lose we could talk about how I caught a bunch of smallmouth last night once we finished talking about frogs here. Um I have not fished the trash panda. That's a thirteen. They're a little stiff. One. Yeah, it's the thirteen. I, was, I brought that up when you were gone. Um, they're a little stiff. I'm not sure what to think of them. I fished them a little bit. I caught a few on them. I haven't put a ton of time in. The body's kind of stiff. I do like. They were, I think, one of the first I saw that did like the shrink wrap, which is pretty neat to mm-hmm. help water from going in there. There could be other companies. I think it was just one of the first ones that I had that did it, but. I don't know. And the, like the weird thing is, is the like the pee hole is up here on the top. So they don't take on water, but like I feel like they're, I don't know, like it, I'm not sure. It's kind of hard to explain. Yeah. So let's talk about frog mods here. So I will, um, in turning situations, I will, this one's even, you can probably see it. Like I've tweaked that hook angle so it's not quite resting on the body anymore. I don't know if you can tell that. And it's probably just, two three degrees you don't want to do it too much because then you're catching on stuff but if you're having trouble hooking up on frogs or you just want to really put the odds in your favor you can just take a pliers i don't have one here but you're just going to tweak that hook and you don't want to like bend it but you just want to tweak it and just some of the frogs that hook point really just lays right on the plastic and it what happens is like it can bunch up and get caught on there and so if you just tweak it ever so slightly now you're going to catch a little more weed a little more brush but i think the trade-off is worth it for bending your hooks out and tweaking them um as other mods that i do uh when i'm mat fishing especially like i showed you in that video where it was all that duckweed i will put little rattles or sometimes little steel cylinder weights in there i don't know if i have any left or BBs keep some old yeah, BBs, BBs in will here. work too. You oh, want okay. you get a, the two reasons there. You get a little bit of sound, 
And I think more importantly is you, I don't think I have any more, but like you don't want anything too big. You don't want to stuff something super big in there that will like keep your plastic from collapsing, right? You don't want to like fill it or something like too big or like, I don't like some people put like, uh, like those jingle bells and like big rattles and stuff in there. But I think then they're too big and then it won't collapse correctly. Helps. You want like, you put little small stuff in there? that will move out of the way. And the two things there is that you get a little bit of sound, but I think most importantly is it pushes deeper on the mat. So it displaces more water on the mat so that like if you're in thick grass or thick duckweed, it's digging a deeper trail, which more sound, more, right? The I don't know, like the feel, right? It's going to push more water, displace more water in the mat and the fish can feel it or hear it better. And they're more likely to be able to zone in on it and get it. And because it's heavier when they come up, right? It's less likely to float away, right? It's just going to be a little, little less buoyant and it's going to like sit there and just, little tweaks you know just you know you know makes you maybe you go from a uh a seven out of ten to a nine out of ten frog day or something like that you know you're just trying to like move the needle percentage wise to suck a little less i guess is what we're trying to do uh so basically tweaking the the uh the the, the hooks sometimes adding a little bit of weight and rattles in mats and trimming the skirts and i don't know that i really sometimes i'll add a little color maybe if it's like but that's that's pretty rare um, you can replace the skirts if they get worn out. Try to think if there's anything else that I really do to frogs. That's about it. I can't think of anything else um, from a modification standpoint. Agreed. Um, yeah, and I was going to say one thing on the scum launch. Those are like one, because like when Rich was saying, sometimes you have to bend the hooks. Like look at the hooks that the frog has, because yeah. like some of them will sit like almost down into the back. Whereas like this one, you can see when you buy these, these are already up above. You can see there, but I did snag these more, even fishing, just like around reeds and stuff. I did snag these up more. So you're, you're going to, you're going to lose that um, snagability factor if you do bend them up to even just a little bit. But yeah, the hookup on these was really, really good. Yeah. So there's trade-offs. You just got to understand what you're doing. So White Whale talks about the bronze eye shad. That's what this is. It's kind of got... The tail, instead of being like, it comes more vertical, and then it's got a cup mouth and a little bit more of a V'd body. So there are times if your fish are really keyed in on bait fish or bluegills, this is not bad. Although my hookups aren't quite as good on this one, they're not terrible. Um, Jay says, anytime you get dragonflies, that's a good tip for sure. Um, I talked about what I do weight-wise. Situation when soft plastic frogs, I assume you're talking about buzz toads, right? These, I would say the big thing here is if I'm trying to cover an immense amount of water and I've got sparse cover, but it's still too weedy where I can't throw a buzz bait efficiently. And this is more efficient than a buzz bait. That's when I will throw this. So around like eelgrass on the Mississippi River, it's pretty good. Um, or you get a lot of like open thick open thick open thick and you're not really knowing where the fish are and you want to cover a lot of water this this can be a good option Ooh, ryan ryan k lock or ryan clock uh okay. yeah randizzle actually took one that was shredded by pike and put mended like two or three layers of mended on it and actually fixed it and he was able to use it again so like some of those frogs that i have that just have one hole like not necessarily that uh I don't know where I just put that launch one. Had a big, huge gaping gouge in it. But yeah, mend it. You can't use like super glue or epoxy because they get too hard and brittle. They just crack. 
So you'd have to use like um, mended or something like that. <laughs> yeah, for those who didn't that didn't see that earlier, I did pin the comment with a link, at least on YouTube, if you want to score yourself some some twenty five percent off jackhammers. Um, just got back from fishing. That boy get your priorities straight. What's up, Jermaine? Why watch fishing when you can be fishing? Jermaine, did the doctor say you could be out doing that? I did see a picture from the other day. You're out fishing again. I don't know about that, brother. Chris likes your technical term. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what to call it. There the is drain, one thing drain I hole? To drainage mention, hole? not frog related, but Iowa related. Give me a second here. Uh, yeah. Some of our content creating friends that do podcasts from Iowa are running a cool thing, and I think this will be Debo approved. Who is this? Do I know these people? So it's the Midwest Angler Podcast. They're kind of out of North Iowa. They're up closer to like the Iowa Great Lakes. Oh. But they, let me find it here. They are doing, I want to share this, give them a shout out. Um, Scott and Matt, uh, they're doing a spring shore cleanup. And so mm. if you submit photos uh, of your cleanup, through them, you can find the Midwest Angler podcast. I'm sure you can like uh, go check it out. They've got $300 gift cards uh, to the Dakota Angler, uh, which have an online store and some other prizes. So if you go do some cleanup and send them a picture, which we all should be doing a certain amount of cleanups, I'm sure. Like I, I don't know, like I don't shore fish as much as Debo, but whenever I do, I usually try to take out more trash when I leave than which is a, it's an uphill battle at times. But I always try to leave it better than when I found it. Right, so. Um, yeah, I'm not even going to lie. The only thing I take out now every time for sure is lime because I can just put it in my pocket. Like I always used to carry like a Walmart bag. Sure. And it was just getting to the point where I was spending more time picking up trash than I was fishing. And when I'm going fishing for like an hour or two hours. So I have even slacked on that. But lime for sure every time without question. There is zero reason you can't pick up your line. A lot of times if you're lucky, you'll just find the Walmart bag and you can pick it up and then just pick up <laughs> That's trash true. Yeah. Out, so. Yeah. So, if you guys want to do this, participate. Shout out to those guys. They they do a lot of cool content, and I just wanted to recognize them for this effort because I think this is a noble hmm. thing, and, and anybody, any of us can do this and participate. I'll have to look these fellers up. Um, what you doing back there, Stubby? What's uh? By the jackhammers. <laughs> uh, man, I bought some. My, my wallet doesn't like you, Rich. I'm a bad guy. White whale, it's on the bottom. Here in just a second, it'll be scrolling across the bottom. His yeah, well, code. that's the regular. Is that the he asked about the code? Yeah, yeah, the code doesn't stack, but uh, yeah, smaller fro smaller frogs with cut legs. You definitely day in and day out are going to get more hookups. Uh, yeah, the Omnia code is definitely scrolling at the bottom. It's a once per month now, so if you haven't been here in a while, they have limited it to once per month. Um, oh, really? You can only use your code once per month now? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, I saw I saw this. I think uh, Fighter was down on Okaboji or something like that, catching a few big ones this weekend. Hmm. There are times when that Toad Runner is really good, um, and I and I, I'm anxious. I, I I would like to. I honestly think the the new Flapping Frog, right? I think hopefully 
has better hookups because I feel like some of those Toad Runner frogs aren't the best with hookups. Are you um, talking about like this one? That yeah, I'm hoping that 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 will displace the Toad Runner and well, be. But I don't know, maybe not. See, I've fished these a lot. The uh, the top toad, like the ribbit top toad, and it's pretty much the same thing. Sure. So I, I guess I don't know how it's gonna. Uh, I think I've got one rigged up here, minus like the weight. So I'm kind of interested to see how this is gonna compare to that one. Sure. Yeah, here's one. I didn't feel like my hookup was always the best on these. I'm not sure why. But it doesn't. Nope. It has like a down angle on it. I don't know if that's yeah. like the hooks kind of come back. I don't know if but that's like part you're, of it. You're dragging it like this, so it's usually going to be like that up. Sure. So I don't know. It's they're kind of interesting. I'm I'm interested to see how that spro is going to do. I don't know if I can really compare them. Maybe there. I mean, I will give the nod as spro being frog experts. So hopefully they brought some engineering yeah. in that, right? Yeah, I agree. And those hooks are already, you can see, versus on the spro, like they're right there, ready to go. Have you ever put a frog body on a jackhammer? No, but I have put frog bodies on swim bait, zoom horny toad on a, um, or swim jig, sorry. Yeah, this is for a sure. good secret swim jig trailer. Yeah, on a swim jig, that's a real sneaky thing on the river uh, to throw a swim jig with like a seismic toad or a horny toad or something like that. But I think on a jackhammer, that's actually too much drag. Not saying you won't catch fish on it. But I think it kind of defeats the purpose of the jackhammer. You're like limiting the vibration a little bit. Um, yeah, good to see you, Rich. Um, but just think all you saved. Make sure you tell your significant other how much money you saved. Um, Honey, they were on sale. Yeah. I would say for me, Chris, 90% frog, 10% toad. And it's usually the toad is more of a search bait for me. Uh, yeah, I, would, I want to I cover water, it. and I'm just not sure. And it's just too thick for a buzz bait. So really, the only time I throw a toad is when I'm trying to cover water and get that kind of bite. But my buzz bait's not efficient. Then I'll switch to a toad. Yep, agreed. It sounds pretty rough. It sounds like it's quieted down out there a little bit. Um, but we're in the basement. We're okay. So I don't know if there's any like we got about 20 minutes or so before we go on to the uh, the live. I don't know, are you going to hang out for a few minutes? The I am not. No, I'm going right. to get the That's kiddos fine. to bed. That's cool. I will be out. It'll, it'll just be me, and I do have a surprise for the members. And I'm going to give something away for the members. Which Debo is a member. He's he's going to miss out. But it's all right. He's got a little bit of tackle. I think if he doesn't win some more tackle, got a couple he'll be okay. things. I've got. I also blame you for another purchase that'll that'll be coming up soon. But. So speaking of Omni and purchases, I did order some stuff. So let's just pop this open. If you guys have any more frog questions, get them in quick, and we'll answer them before we uh, in about twenty minutes before we hop over. So this is just a little what we call a replan. It's not like a big deal here. Um, yeah, <laughs> Tony says, or uh, who is it? Uh, Chris says, I always get to hear about the savings from Kohl's or TJ Maxx. It's only fair to break out my Omnia savings. <laughs> yeah, Target. It was in the clearance. Yeah. These jackhammers were in the clearance, honey. Um, look at, as we do, oh, look, they wrote my note on my receipt. They're being more sustainable now. That's mm. good, right? Uh, he says, good luck this year. I can't wait to see the photos of the new boat. Jesse. So that, that just shows Dang. you they pay attention. Like they know who you are, right? Like they, you know, that's not like just generic, like, good luck, buddy. Like, oh, that's cool. I could tell they were generic on my order that I just got because they just said, uh, good luck. Hope you catch some big fish. I'm like, clearly this guy's never well, watched my channel. So, <laughs> well, that's why he's wishing you good luck because he knows, <laughs> right? Like, he's like, I'm just good kidding. luck, Debo. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, catch some big ones, idiot. <laughs> 
There are a few other codes out there. That's true. Try to use Hellebass. Choose Hellebass code on your first or your biggest order. You choose. Um, <laughs> uh, pink frogs, I think, could be good. You know, if you get, I've seen sometimes where dirty water, that pink is Dude. brighter than white. Like it can be, I've seen, like there was a guy I was fishing with, he was throwing a pink fluke in some really stained water uh, and was getting some bites. Mike, follow, if you haven't already checked out Blue Jays Outdoors, he's up in Michigan and he whacks them on a pink frog. Like that's his deal, like his his shtick, his thing. Nice, um, dude. He caught so many last year. I was so jealous. Jake squad in the house. What's up, Kudo? So I got some uh, Maxent uh, Chigger Cross. Mm. Now I don't think they're super. I, I kind of want to try them as a jig trailer, to be honest. I don't know that I'll Texas rig them a lot, but I want to try them as a jig trailer. I would Maxent... open them and show them to you, but I don't want to open the Maxent bag right now and have my fingers smell like Maxent before bed. So, do the Maxent, uh, do the Maxent plastics gross you out? Do they feel like a like dead skin, dead pig skin, or something? <laughs> I mean, they're not. I don't enjoy it, but they don't really gross me out. They but, creep uh, me out, dude. It creeps me out whenever I touch it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I had to get these. I had my in stock alert set up. Because after Drew Benton like won that tournament, right? Tilapia, the, tilapia, the tilapia magic. magic we're yeah. all gone. So I set that. And that's one cool thing. Like if there's something you really need, the in stock alerts are nice at Omnia. You can set them up, and they send you an email. And so hmm, these I will cool. pop open. They also can be dangerous, right? Because when you set those alerts, hey, just like, a reminder: buy stuff. But it's just a. They call it a fighting frog, but I think it's more of a bluegill craw. Uh, it's just a great flipping yeah. bait. I don't know Sight why. Bait, they, why did Texas they call it a frog? Bait. I don't know. Because uh, I think they it was cool, Dean Rojas that originally designed it for Spro, so I think that's why I got called a fighting frog. Hmm. Yeah, they're but, cool baits. I've thrown them a little bit. Baits, I haven't caught yeah. many on them, but and like if I can I only like this is my like, ideal green pumpkin color. Like a little bit of blue, a little bit of gold. Like that's I just like a little bit of fleck in my green pumpkin. So it's my jam. Yeah, I actually got some uh, Bell's Gills in the, the truck. I'm going to try to use them a little bit. Um, Gramps also mentioned on my Instagram post that he is not a fan of those. Did somebody, did somebody say Bell's Gills? <laughs> oh, looky there. Oh, and I got that. some here, Speaking too. of more stinky things. There. I don't know. We're going for some big fish this weekend, so I want to try um, these. I'll get some of those. I'll have some of those really. That's all I got. It wasn't much. I got some of those big bellow sticks too. I heard somebody told me that they were like hmm. really good for getting big fish. Um, that is true. Now members get first, they send out email notifications for the premium members at Omnia for hot baits as well. Hmm. Um, no, no poop lures. Nope. They did. That's all Gramp. That's all Mr. Bass. He's, I, I just like, I'm, I actually feel like the ring fry is like the original like poop shaped lure and I'm all about the Lake Fork ring fry and I, I just don't think I have a need for the scatter whatever cover scat and the heavy poop. I don't know. Like, What do you think? I haven't got a fishing yet. Chris did send me some poop lures. Those are the first. I wasn't going to buy any. Chris, Chris, uh, Chris hooked me up. So we'll have to try them. Hopefully I'll get a fish with Chris. Chris, I'm going to, I'm going to bring those. When Randall and I fish with you, I'm going to outfish you with your own poop lures. Oh, I didn't know that Geek Crack was coming out with a swim bait. Interesting. Yeah, I do like the Chigger Crows a lot. I don't use them as much as I probably should, 
but I don't know if the Mac Center are the same. Graham says no. Uh, I feel like the yeah the pack of crows are a really good one that nobody really talks about anymore. I love this little pack true. of chunks. Yeah, that kind of finesse jig. They're definitely nobody. like down like you go down to Alabama, Georgia. Everybody got pack of crows in their boat. Oh, uh, okay. Um, yeah, maybe it's uh like with us being like we were just talking about up by Okaboji. That was the um, pure fishing headquarters, I think, where they do the bait stuff up there. True. I don't know if they still have all that, but Berkeley stuff's huge around here. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm not sure. I'll have to get back to you on that, Michael. I haven't rigged up a bell of gill yet, but I'm guessing maybe like a four aught. I did. I like the big bite baits. It's kind of with more bulk. That's good. I like. I like when companies like D bombs and those come out and like. Like I like my uh, my bulk bags of super. Bug D bombs. Mm, awesome. Can I still color. get Debo special, or is that like, have I missed the bomb? Dude, I don't. I need to. Yeah, they're still available. There was. They said they were going to tell me like when we could really pump it to sell those, because part of it, like whatever excess like that they make on it, is all going to charity. Okay. Um, I don't know. I asked them on it a while back, but I was having issues with the website when I was on it, like freezing. And you can only buy them through Monster Bass, right? I don't know. Yeah, they were from Monster Bass. Yeah. So I don't know what what the deal is with the folks at monster bass getting those ready but i think they're still there we do i have a video coming out on friday a little bit of a sneak peek a little bit of a a splurge item here pretty well what is it the seven it's the ecstasy 755 55 gary sweet talked to me he persuaded me He's a smooth, smooth talker. That Gary Dobbins. dude, that was such a good freaking live. I, there's very few like lives where I can like actually sit down and be like, okay, I'm gonna watch this. He seems like a, such a good dude, but like, it yeah. made me want to go buy Dobbins rods just because he seemed like a good, like honest dude. <laughs> there's a lot of people that comment that they're like, you know, yeah, I wasn't like, sure, but like after, I'm definitely gonna try one or like, you know, like. And I think the thing that's really cool is that, and and not not because I work with Dobbins because I do, but who, where, what other company? It where's the guy? Like he is the guy. He's the guy that designed yeah. all of those rods. Like you can't go to St. Croix and go like, who's the the St. Croix guy or who's the Shimano guy or who's the maybe maybe like Gary Lund, know, maybe like it is at like G. some Lewis. other like Temple Forks, but it's rare, right? Like uh, it's just you know Daiwa. There's no the guy that designs every rod. So it's just kind of interesting that like you literally can sit down and like have the opportunity to talk and listen to the guy. Yeah, uh, I think that's interesting. It was really cool. I enjoyed that one a lot. Yeah, and I've already got Dobbins, but I'm like, I want to buy a couple more now. Uh, just because Gary seems cool. <laughs> and if he's still got some of those boats, he should just give me one of those boats. I couldn't, dude, I about crapped my pants. What, he said he won 40 or 30? Oh, yeah, he's like, it's no big deal. I've won 40 boats. I'm like, damn. But when you think about it, and now, like, it makes sense because he's like, back then, like, that was the thing. You know, obviously, boat yeah. companies had way more stock. And it would actually be more of a pain in the butt winning a boat because now you're like, Listen, I've already got four boats. I don't have a place to put it. Now I got to figure out how I'm going to sell this. Like, yeah, some of them are actual boats, some of them are certificates, things like that. Uh, I've never won a boat myself, but I've been on the Minnesota team that's won boats before as a team. But gosh, that'd be crazy. Um, Couldn't imagine winning a boat. It's going to be a jig rod, Gramps. Um, it's basically going to replace one of my HP 745s. I'll, I'm going to sell one of my used uh, Champion Extreme 745s. Uh, it's no joke. Um, 
the blades on the back. So I think I did. What was the, was it depths or what was the one with the rabbit fur? Didn't they have a blade on them as well? The, I didn't love them. I'm sure they have a place, but the bladed frogs are really not my thing. Uh, send pictures of tacos. I had Taco Bell for dinner last night. <laughs> I've been eating a lot of tacos lately. Probably an unhealthy amount of Taco Bell. Um, so they, the Taco Bell app, which is super addicting, they had a thing where they had a taco pass for $10. You could get a taco every day for a month. So I'm in the last two days of my taco pass. So yes, the furbit. I did try the furbit. Much like the frog fur on the top of the Stanford, that furbit fur catches everything. They just got all matted up and gross. Good the hookups were good on them though. They had great hooks, and their hookups was good. Um, was that the one that had the rabbit fur? I think Burley yeah. sent me one of those. And stupid stubby dog. I don't think he's here anymore. I don't know where he went. <laughs> Did he chew uh, the fur? Oh, off? he's right here. He chewed. He had it. I caught him. Look at him looking all guilty. You already know what I'm talking about, don't you? Hmm. He, I caught him chewing it. I'm like, how he didn't get a hook in his mouth? I don't know. But he saw it and was like, ooh, rabbit fur. Here. We can, we can show that. Copper that has Popper's settled dogs. down. There's Aww. the red bone. He was the one that was getting all riled up earlier. Happy now he's curled up at my feet. So there's there's Copper, the coon hound. He's, made, he's been in a few videos in the boat. But uh, he tries to bite my motor. He gets easily <laughs> agitated. So I don't know that I want him biting in the new motor. So we'll see. Stubby is super, super calm and like very just relaxed about everything until I like practice flipping and pitching or like pretending to cast. And dude, he hates it. Like he thinks I'm playing fetch or something. So like there's no way this dog could go out on the boat. No, I, I already got one earlier on my way to Fleet Farm. Um, I use my taco pass. Fleet Farm, you know, we're Midwesterners. Yeah, out of Fleet <laughs> Farm. So I do have, uh, actually, it wasn't Copper. It was my other red bone coon down, Killian, when he was in the boat. He also would get mad and bark at the. Whatever, the red bones don't do well with engines, I guess. But I was out fishing on the river and uh, he stepped on my frog and he got buried in his paw. And I, I had to like cut the tip off and pull it back out. So this all tying together, he was okay, but it was a little, little alarming for it was tense for about five minutes, but then we were okay. Uh, yeah, for sure, bottom line, Bassin. So if you guys came in late resetting things, we're going to wrap things up here in a few minutes before we jump over to the, the member live in about 8, 10 minutes here. But uh, I think we covered a lot of good ground. So if, you're, if you've are if got frog questions, uh, it's worth a, a listen one. on the YouTubes, the Facebooks. I think I'm streaming on Twitter, Twitch, wherever. And then you can also download the you know Hella Bass on your favorite podcast app. Um, but... Also, so yes, there is unofficially, I think end of summer, um, they'll be in a new building that will be much bigger and then they'll be able to carry even more SKUs so that Debo can buy more things. I do. I do kind of have a little bit of a tackle addiction. (laughs) I need to, I need to find a way to be able to do this full time so I can fish more. That's the missing link. Is like with everything going on in life right now, it's time. Time is the one thing that people don't don't uh, appreciate enough. Yeah, and if you can do something you love, right? 
We're the moderators oh, when you need them. Gabe. Let's let's uh no. Come on, Tim. Gabe, it's too soon. <laughs> I don't know. So any other questions or what what's you got you got any plans? You going out fishing this weekend? You got any week week uh, evening trips? I saw you had a good jerkbait video drop where you caught him pretty good on I a did? Sienna. Yeah, I caught, I don't know, I think seven that night, which has been like the best day for me. It's been a crappier, dude. Absolute worst start to a year and I don't know how long. And also the worst for time too, like to actually go out. Sure. Every day that I've had to go out, it was like cold front, 30 degrees or 8,000 8, mile an hour winds. But um, I think I'm going to take Friday off actually and go Friday, Saturday, Sunday, hopefully get nice. a, a three-day fishing deal in. Chris is all ready for frogging. He's he's jacked up. Mm. Mm. Um. Welcome, Nick. Awesome. Welcome to the team. He's ready for the after hours. Um, yeah, Daniel made me go through some. He, he he DM'd me on Instagram to make sure it was really me in the YouTube chat the other night. <laughs> we got to give uh, Nick the uh, one of us, one of us, one of us. Welcome to the team. Um, let me get, I got to get quick. So I went out last night. So I've been fishing. Last night was the fourth time I went fishing all year. My first three days, which are two days of tournament practice and tournament, I only caught nine bass in three full days of fishing. So it wasn't exactly a hot start to the year, but we took second in the tournament. Um, nice. Congrats. But then I went out. My buddy convinced me to go last night to the Mississippi River on Pool 2, which is in St. Paul. And uh, water temps were upper 50s, approaching 60 already. We found smallmouth and a few largemouth, mostly smallmouth, uh, in, in non-current. So they were definitely getting ready. Like, they're right where they're about to go up and spawn and they weren't like up in the wooden rocks like around the bank but they were like on the edges of the laydowns like stuff out in the water like where it would you know instead of being up in like one to two they were where it like went from like three to four um just out on the edges and the flat-sided crankbaits and a little bit on jerkbait uh caught a few on a jackal re-range but like a fritz side five and lone ranger uh uh, the tiny OG, and then my buddy was throwing the old the, the Raplet DT flat three, and kind of a, like an olive shad, that kind of baby bass, bleeding looking one. And then we caught little largemouth. We caught a bunch of nice smallies. We caught pike, um, walleyes, crappie. Yeah, I saw you caught a, a Debo Dink Walter. Yeah, Randy caught a pike. good good walleye the other night. I don't that, think he's posted. A good pike. Yeah, I saw that pike, dude. I was envious. I want to get on some pike this year. Oh, yeah, so those were the two, the baits right there. Those two right there were the deal. But uh, yeah, it was a fun night. Like, I I like throwing crankbaits, but I don't get on a lot of good crankbait bites, especially shallow crank. And man, yeah. I was like, same out. And I was, I like, was so is... excited to throw that little tiny OG four because I'm like, I guarantee there's a number of places here, and it's just been so off. That is a good point, Dex. Uh, I didn't think about that, but a 150 would probably be a better choice for a frog reel. Not saying 100 won't work, but a 150 is probably more ideal. But it kind of depends. Are you more? I think Chris got a really good deal on that, uh, the yeah. 100, if I remember right. I mean, if you're more shoreline fishing and fishing targets, it's probably not a big deal. If you're like throwing over flats like I was doing in that video, then that bigger reel would be nice. Um, but Hey, I like a bigger you, reel. Yeah. Because bank fishing, it's almost more important because you're limited to where you can throw. So if you can throw that much farther on a reel, mm -hmm. like it, it could be the, the make or break between reaching it. There's a couple places that I fish where like, if you don't have a long reel, you can't reach some of the good spots. You know, you can't sure. just keep trolling. And So, and then uh, tomorrow 
I got to work in the morning and then I'm hitting the road to go to Big Stone, Ortonville, Minnesota on the South Dakota border. And uh, I got a tournament on Sunday. So I'm going to get a couple days of practice. Mm. And I'm excited because oh. there was a tournament there last Saturday. Any guess what the five fish limit was that won it, Debo? I know you're saying you're excited. So 32 pounds. I have no idea. It was 31 and change. Oh, wow. Damn. So <laughs> Minnesota, South Dakota, that's, uh, yeah, that's huge. <laughs> that's like Okeechobee good. <laughs> Uh, so last year when I fished it in June, uh, there was like three or four of us that had 22 pounds and it took, I think 17 boats, 10 of them had over 20 pounds. Wow. Excited. Obviously, uh, it could go pear shaped. It's always fishing. There's no guarantees. Um, Oh, Rob fished it yesterday. Said it was a good time. Hmm. Yeah. So should be a great time of year. Uh, I definitely think there's a pretty good chance it'll take more than 25 pounds to win. So that's uh, so I'm hoping to put some good footage together for that. Hopefully, I'm, I got uh, some uh, swim baits like mag drafts. I've got my Arashi glide on. I'm hoping to really like get my first really good one on a glide bait mm. this weekend. So I ordered some of the. Uh, have you used the? Uh, I was going to say Omnia, not Omnia. I bought it from Omnia because you're a bad influence on me, um, and I try to use your code uh, and give you a little little something something. But uh, why I'm, I can't think of it? It's the Fred boom boom something soft plastic ones i saw they had some in when i ordered um the like his line through them. yeah or... what are those called oh i feel like they I think they're called the boom boom swim bait or something aren't they like oh okay i thought there was some other name to it anyway i got some of those have you ever used those um oh optimum that's what it is optimum yeah, yeah. before they were the boom boom i had some optimum yeah i never used them but i got some of the like eight, got six the... or seven inch the rigged ones the line through or the rigged or the weedless? They're the line through already rigged up ones. Oh, so that's not the line through. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. So is this? Any of them, really. I mean, I'm assuming they're all the same thing, just rigged differently, right? I mean, yeah. I'm just wondering if you used them and had luck. I, I have caught some fish on this back in the day. Um, I think they fixed it back the older ones. The formulation, like the lead would melt through the plastic. And like if you store it in your box, it would like come apart. But I think they figured out a way to Yikes. coat the, the sinker in the head so that it doesn't do that anymore. But the action <laughs> on them was good. But like when the before the, the weight would fall out of the head, then yeah, I would get bit on them. Yeah, they look pretty cool. I've looked at them a few times. And when I was putting in that order, I got some of the little craws too. If anybody's interested in those, the Berkeley, whatever those little craws are that have been uh, absolutely hard as hell to get a hold of. Omni got a huge shit little troopers, I think they're called. They got a huge uh, shipment of those in. The little Ned ones. Yeah, the little Ned. If you're a sissy and throw Neds like me, you probably don't. You're a man's man. Try not to. It's like a <laughs> behind the glass. Like I have my regular rod locker, and then there's like a glass section where I have to break in case of emergency and pull out the Ned rod. Yeah, I think these things are going to look pretty killer. They look really good on like a little Ned head. Maybe a little finesse jig. Yeah, I suppose you could use them as a little finesse jig trailer. Yeah, the little trooper, little pooper, little trooper. Because I like the the uh, TRD craws. Actually, I think I've had more success on those as of late than like the regular TRD. Nope. I like the tickler Z. <laughs> it's not that what this is, but I, I, do have yeah, I haven't put much in with like those. A... All right. So yeah. Uh, yeah, what time is it here? Nine thirty-one. So nine thirty. All right. Appreciate it, Debo. I think we covered some ground on frogs tonight. No problem, brother. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I know I'm all extra jacked up to go 
throw a frog now. See, that's what I was saying. Hopefully, whoever that was that said, I haven't thrown a frog in 15 years. That was Darius. Hopefully, hopefully Darius is inspired now uh, and wants to go throw some frogs. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we're going to wrap things up, take a quick bio break. We'll be back in about five minutes, and we're going to do the members only. So you new members, I will let me actually post a link here before I forget. For people that don't know how to get there, I'll post that here. Uh, otherwise, it should alert you when we go live if you're a member. But for those that are here, let me just post that quick. Um, and if you guys, obviously, if you don't know about Debo, Debo makes videos too. Um, go out and check out his channel. It's just Debo's Fishing. I think there's a link in the description if you click on it, his name. Uh, he's got some good stuff, especially for you guys that don't fish from a boat. But he does a, lot, a ton of gear review, a ton of bank fishing. Now that's that's kind of your two main buckets, right? You do tackle, gear review, and and bank fishing. Yeah, and it's kind of... it's dumb because like the tackle gear review stuff is probably my favorite stuff to do, and I'm so far behind on it. Like, so yeah, yeah, yeah. bank fishing, unboxings over and... there. Watch something, leave a comment. I think he gives away stuff sometimes. You can leave a comment on sometimes. his videos. So definitely worth checking out. It's a good dude. We like hanging out. Thanks, brother. I think we're talking. We're gonna try to get out. Little, so it's just saying, yeah, I have a collab. Is that what the kids call it? Where we go fish together? Yeah. Well, I was just thinking before I just told you, man, we haven't been on anything together for a while. So I'm glad you got me on. Thank you. Yeah. You invited me, but I had too many sports things. So yeah. Yeah. You turned me down. Oh, I don't know about that. Maybe. Yeah. I guess I'll hang out. I got to go to my kid's hockey game. But... <laughs> All right. Well, appreciate everybody. Check the replays. Hi, if you can think about it, hit the thumbs up, and uh, we'll see a bunch of you in a few minutes. Thanks, everybody. As Thanks always, everyone. catch more big bass and suck less. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. As always, thanks to all of you that hung in till the end of this podcast. This has been another episode of the Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast Experience. Please consider sharing this with any of your bass and buddies and friends. This is the best way for podcasts to grow is through word of mouth. Also, don't forget to search Hellabass on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, or just about anywhere else so that we can connect in more ways. As always, here to help you catch more bass and suck less.